Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist Special Edition. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host. I want to talk to you about common sense. The book of Proverbs in the Bible tells us the person who strays from the way of common sense comes to rest in the company of the dead. I'm here to tell you that I believe if this nation continues to stray from the way of common sense, we too will come to rest in the company of the dead as a nation. We've come to the most favorite time of year for me, and I'm sure many of you, and that's fall football. I could just smell it in the air. This week begins the NFL 2020 football season, but I'm here to talk to you tonight about a choice that you have to make. Will you watch televised games? Will you go to games? Or are you planning on boycotting the season? There are many opinions to just that, and I want to share some with you today. San Francisco 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the anthem before the final exhibition game on September 1, 2016 in San Diego, and with him was teammate Eric Reed, who joined him in a protest. Kaepernick went from sitting to kneeling after a conversation that day with Nate Boyer, who's a former Green Beret and NFL player. Colin Kaepernick started the trend in protesting the American flag in our national anthem by taking a knee during its presentation. His protest was for black justice in America. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. fought for civil liberty and justice for black America too. Now Mrs. Parks can sit at the front of the bus and blacks can eat in the same restaurant as whites. Blacks can drink from the same fountain. Blacks can go to the same elementary or junior high high schools and colleges as whites. Blacks have the opportunity to be educated and pursue careers of their dreams, live anywhere they want in America, and be a part of the American dream, as long as they have the drive to seek it. But is that universally between black and white really believed to be true? However, if I understand the current temperament in America, the answer would be no. And the predominant claim is the lack of justice for all, claiming discrimination against blacks in contrast to white justice. The historical discriminatory claim has been for equality at all levels of life. So what does that truly mean? Do we or will we ever truly be equal? All races, gender, age, and faith. Does that mean our only hope is in socialism? How do we achieve justice for all? Do we go back to segregation, only allow white cops to manage white crime and black cops black crime and so forth? I think not. We fought for years to destroy segregation in America. Now it seems that covert communist Marxist groups want to destroy us by leading us back to a hostile segregation. I'll talk more about that issue in next week's special edition of the American Constitutionalist. America was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Christianity means to believe in Jesus Christ with the intent to emulate Him in life. Our Declaration of Independence and United States Constitution were founded on those values and God's Holy Word, the Bible. That was the core of our founding values. That Judeo-Christian faith is important to America. As I've stated before, your faith is important. Because faith is the foundation of your beliefs. Your beliefs establish your values, and your values are manifested in your character and actions. That goes for individuals and nations as well. 
But progressing without those Judeo-Christian values has led us to the current state of unrest. I contend that many don't even know the core of their unrest. There's no respect or fear for the holiness of God and His Word in America. Therefore, there's no respect for the freedom God has blessed us with in this by abiding by the original intent of the Constitution. There's no respect for law and hence justice. There's no respect for our elected leaders. There's no respect for the sanctity of life. There's no respect for God's plan for marriage. There's no respect for His commandments. And there's no respect for law enforcement officers. I need you to realize that God does not need America. But America needs God. I believe that God divinely destined America to be that city, a light on a hill for Him. But in our success as a country, in our prosperity, and in our freedom, we have turned from God. In truth, our flag or national anthem means diddly squat to God, but it does represent the men and women in the country's great history that died to protect and preserve our liberty and freedom even the freedom to disrespect it in itself. Here in North Texas on Tuesday, August 12, 2020, soccer players from FC Dallas and Nashville SC football clubs were booed by the fans for kneeling ahead of that night's game. They were kneeling at the flag and the national anthem. A reaction of one defender from Dallas called it absolutely disgusting. I think it was absolutely disgusting Dallas defender Reggie Cannon said after the match, according to Sky Sports, you've got fans booing you for people taking a stand for what they believe in. He was disgusted with their inappropriate display of booing at his freedom of expression. The only problem was he believed they should support his display of freedom of expression, but he didn't think he had to support the fans' display of their freedom of expression. You see how it feels, Reggie? This is the conundrum that one action creates, an equal and opposite reaction. Reggie, now you can have heartfelt knowledge of the opposite side of the coin and what it feels like to be disrespected for something you champion. For you taking a knee for the anthem and flag. For the fans, the respect for what the anthem and flag represents. The NBA, NHL, and MLB have felt pushback on the extent they are pushing this very issue. Their numbers on viewership is down. Now, is it due to COVID-19 or a counter-rebellion to forcing an issue on fans? I love sports, and I tune in to watch incredible athletes play the sport they've been gifted from God. I want to watch sports, not political opinion. Yes, players and owners have a right to opinion. I just don't believe it should be done in this matter in the sports forum. I want to share some emails I've received regarding fan participation in the upcoming NFL season and a letter I want to read to you of one man's perspective that I believe gives a different insight contrasting that of professional football players. This, all in anticipation of the NFL opening weekend of football. An email response to the letter I'm about to read came from Sharon and Andy who said, We're not big sports fans anyway. But all this social justice controversy has really gotten out of hand. When money is more important to organizations and players than patriotism and national respect, sports don't deserve my time. I'm not giving the powers that be the ratings by tuning in. You can make your own decision. Here's the letter I've been referencing from John. 
It's an open letter to the NFL players, and he says there's a boycott coming. In his letter, he's referring to high school graduates from 2011, but you can see he intends it for all NFL players and even athletes in other sports. You graduated high school in 2011. Your teenage years were a struggle. You grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Your mother was the leader of the family and worked tirelessly to keep a roof over your head and food on your plate. Academics were a struggle for you and your grades were mediocre at best. The only thing that made you stand out is you weighed 225 pounds and could run the 40-yard dash in 4.2 seconds while carrying the football. Your best friend was just like you, except he didn't play football. Instead of going to football practice after school, he went to work at McDonald's for minimum wage. You were recruited by all the big colleges and spent every weekend of your senior year making visits to universities where coaches and boosters tried to convince you that their school was the best. They laid out the red carpet for you. Your best friend, he worked double shifts at Mickey D's. College was not an option for him. On the day you signed with Big State University, your best friend signed paperwork with his Army recruiter. You went to summer workouts, he went to basic training. You spent the next four years living in the athletic dorm, eating at the training table with elaborate foods. You spent your Saturdays on the football field, cheered on by adoring fans. Tutors attended your every academic need. You attended class when you felt like it. Sure, you worked hard. You lifted weights, ran sprints, studied plays, and soon became one of the top football players in the country. Your best friend, he was assigned to the 101st Airborne Division. While you were in college, he deployed to Iraq once and Afghanistan twice. He became a sergeant and led a squad of 19-year-old soldiers who grew up just like he did. He shed his blood in Afghanistan and watched young Americans give their lives, limbs, and innocence for the United States. You went to the NFL Combine and scored off the charts. You hired an agent and waited for draft day. You were drafted in the first round, and your agent immediately went to work, ensuring that you received the most money possible. You signed for $16 million, although you'd never played a single down of professional football. Your best friend, he re-enlisted in the Army for four more years. As a combat-tested sergeant, he'll be paid $32,000 per year. You'll drive a Ferrari on the streets of South Beach. He'll ride in the back of a Black Hawk helicopter with ten other combat-loaded soldiers. You will sleep at the Ritz. He will dig a hole in the ground and try to sleep. You'll make it rain in the club. He will pray for rain as the temperature reaches 120 degrees. On Sunday, you'll run into a stadium as tens of thousands of fans cheer and yell your name. For your best friend, there's little difference between Sunday and any other day of the week. There are no adoring fans. There are only people trying to kill him and his soldiers. Every now and then, he and his soldiers leave the front lines and go to the rear to rest. He might even be lucky enough to catch an NFL game on TV. When the National Anthem plays, you take a knee. He'll jump to his feet and salute the television. While you protest the unfairness of life in the United States, he will give thanks to God that he has the honor of defending his great country. 
To players of the NFL, we are the people who buy your tickets, watch you on TV, and wear your jerseys. We anxiously wait for Sunday so we can cheer for you and marvel at your athleticism. Although we love to watch you play, we care little about your opinions until you offend us. You have the absolute right to express yourselves, but we have the absolute right to boycott you. We have tolerated your drug use and DUIs, your domestic violence, and your vulgar displays of wealth. We should be ashamed for putting our admiration of your physical skills before what is morally right. But now, you have gone too far. You have insulted our flag, our country, our soldiers, our police officers, and our veterans. You are living the American dream, yet you disparage our great country. John sent this letter out for the following purpose as he closes this letter. I encourage all like-minded Americans to boycott the NFL. The national boycott of the NFL is for Sunday, November 11th, Veterans Day weekend. Boycott all football telecasts. All fans, all ticket holders, stay away from attending games. Let them play to empty stadiums. Think hard about this and then pass this along to your friends and family. Honor our military, some of whom come home with the American flag draped over their coffin. Signed by John. So what do you think about John's opinion? Will you boycott the NFL Veterans Weekend? Are you so absolutely disgusted? that you're just going to avoid the whole 2020-21 season. Here's another response I got in relation to someone reading John's letter. However, we must understand that these young men have been brainwashed in school and in culture. We see young people of all colors rioting now. We should be going after the extreme liberal academics who have spewed their anti-American message for four generations. And we should be going after all the liberal politicians and the media who have been so highly complicit in turning the minds and hearts of our young men and women. Young people will always be highly impressionable. It is the corrupt adults who really deserve the blame. Libs have fed the monster, and now the monster feeds on us all, including them. Sad times for our once great nation. How does that make you feel? Do you agree or you disagree? The NFL owners and players have made their choice. Now what is yours? Will you support sports or opt to wait until common sense prevails? Our Judeo-Christian values as a nation were derived from God's holy word, the Bible. Our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution never said you had to believe in God or read His Word, but they knew it was only through God that America can be free and blessed. We are all His children, all races, all colors, all men and women alike. But Satan is hard at work to destroy God and His Word, and to do so, he must destroy America. I believe he's using this divide to assist in that destruction. I feel sorry for those who really don't understand this truth. I know in reality that we're just talking about sports, and to God that too is insignificant. But the significance of the division it is breeding in America is one step closer to destroying the freedom and blessing God has given this great country. I believe Satan is laughing at the violence, racial division, and destruction of America is bringing upon herself. We are all God's children. I'm going to elaborate more on this 
in the next special edition next week of the American Constitutionalist. I have one final question for you. Will we, can we remain as one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, justice, and freedom for all? My suggestion to professional football players and athletes of other sports is this. When you take a knee, just fall on the other knee too, and give praise to God Almighty, who through the dedicated sacrificial patriots of this great country made the ultimate sacrifice so that you could do so. Please, will you join me and share this special edition with your family, friends, and other American patriots. This is Jeff Tokar, your host, reminding you that here at the American Constitution List, we still believe in God, America, and freedom. <laughs>